You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, final Friday of 2022. That means means a lot of things, but it means the start of Big 12 conference play coming up tomorrow uh, on the men's side and on the women's side. For the Baylor men headed to Ames this afternoon, we will play uh, Iowa State tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock inside Hilton Coliseum. Let's talk about that game and the Cyclones with the longtime outstanding voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. John Walters joins us. John, happy holidays. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, happy New Year to you as well, John. Good to talk to you as always. You too. I appreciate your time today. Thanks very much. Uh, Pat and I were talking uh, at our game Wednesday night. We we started Big 12 play in Ames against you guys last year. And then ended with a home game against that's Iowa right. State, right? And, and that's the exact same bookends this year. Oh, so, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, see each other about as far apart <laughs> as you could possibly do I, it within a, within a conference season. But, uh, yeah, very strange that the schedule just kind of worked out that way. And I guess uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll get uh, used to a different kind of scheduling going forward in the Big 12 Conference because it won't be quite uh, uh, the round robin that we're used to. But – uh, yeah, this is this is uh, certainly a good test for Iowa State at home to face a really good Baylor squad with outstanding guard play. So I, I'm looking forward to a, a really good game. Yeah, same here. Always tough in Hilton Coliseum. Uh, weather, you know, no matter what the weather is in Ames, I mean, your folks come and they fill up that place, especially for conference games. But it looks like we're we are catching a little bit of a break weather-wise. Yeah, I think the weather will be absolutely fine for your travel. I hope so, anyway, and. Uh, yeah, you, you should be in great shape. And then it is already sold out, John. So okay. A lot of excitement about this game. Yeah, absolutely. Students are gone. But, you know, for a lot of fans that don't typically get to go to a game, uh, that offers them an opportunity to purchase some tickets over the Christmas break. And so uh, that's kind of nice. Some fans that typically don't get to go to a game get to get to go to one here. So it's sold out. And this will be an excited uh, fan base. We won't have the students, but they'll still be plenty loud. Yeah, no question about that. It always is in Hilton Coliseum. John, uh, catch us up on the Cyclone season to this point, 9-2. and two. I tell you what really caught my attention early on were wins over Villanova and, and then North Carolina when North Carolina was number one. Uh, what would you say, well, what's kind of the, your overriding thoughts of the non-conference portion of the Cyclone schedule? Yeah, I think it was a really productive non-conference for Iowa State. Uh, and the, the two games out in Portland that you mentioned before losing to UConn uh, reminded me a lot of last year when Iowa State went out to New York and beat uh, you know a, a good a good Xavier team in Memphis uh, and kind of caught the world's attention because nobody had really been talking about Iowa State or expecting much, certainly coming off a two-win season the year before. And then they went out and did that against some ranked teams. Uh, at Barclays Center, and it kind of got everybody's attention. And this year, the same thing happened out in Portland. So, um, you know, they're playing well. Um, they, they're very tough and physical. It's a lot like last year's Iowa State team in that they're going to be really hard-nosed on the defensive end of the floor. Even though the personnel has changed, uh, certainly the, the philosophy hasn't, which is, you know, really uh, try to create as many turnovers as possible defensively and then get out and get some transition points off those turnovers. And then, uh, you know, 
be willing to share the basketball on the offensive end and be able to go late into the shot clock and still get a good shot. And uh, that's very similar to last year's formula. It's a little different with the personnel because you don't have an Isaiah Brockington that's maybe that shot clock winding down. You absolutely know he can get you a shot at any time type of guy. But at the same time, I think, you know, top to bottom, this roster has more guys that can make a shot. So it's it's an interesting uh, difference, but at the same time, a lot of similarities to last year. Gotcha. Uh, and the schedule is sort of interesting. You know, Baylor played on Wednesday. Coach Drew likes to get a game in. When you come back from Christmas, you know, before you play a big, big game like this one is on Saturday – um, but for you guys, a uh, little different schedule. You played last on the 18th. You had a game on the 21st canceled, and then no games this week. So it's been it's been a while since your guys have been on the floor. I, I don't know that Iowa State uh, men's basketball has ever had a longer wow. um, gap gap between games. Certainly, um, yeah, it's almost two full weeks between games. Now, the, the one thing that really wasn't affected that much was the practice, the number of practices, because they even practiced the day before they were going to play Omaha. And uh, so they, you know, they, they were in their normal routine there. They just missed the one practice uh, shoot around on game day. And then it was sending everybody home and getting them back the 26th. And they all got back on schedule on the 26th, which was good. So practice wise, they haven't missed much, but it is different to not have a game in two weeks. And so you hope there's not a lot of rust from an Iowa state perspective to start the game, because I think against Baylor in particular, they're, they're so talented with that guard court that you could, you could dig yourself a real hole and have a hard time digging out. Now we saw what happened in Waco a year ago when Iowa state got down, I think it was 25 and came all the way back right. and took a lead. But this team really isn't built for that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you don't want to make a habit of that. And uh, uh, so, you know, the start of the game has been a really important thing for Iowa State. They came out and started poorly against Iowa and Iowa City, got down 15 to nothing, and really got beat badly in that game. At most games, they've really come out and been ready to go with the tip. And, and that's been really an important five minutes for this team and how they succeed or fail. And so um, hopefully they don't have a lot of rust and they're really ready to go at the start of the game. John, that uh, game that was canceled, scheduled for December 21st against Omaha, was that weather, was that health, or what was the reason for that cancellation? It was weather. It canceled okay. a, women's game, uh, a women's game against Drake as well. Uh, there was just that impending storm. And then the biggest concern, John, and, and you'll appreciate this as much as anybody, you know, working directly in an athletics department, being around student-athletes, you want so badly for them to get that break and to get out of here and to be able to go home for the Christmas break. And, you know, that became very risky if you played those games mm. because there's a good chance you're going to get snowed in here. Or you'd not be Your travel was going to get disrupted in some way and you weren't going to get that short break that I think every player needs. And so uh, really more than anything, it was the, the mental part of it and just, you know, both programs, Iowa State and Omaha, and then also on the women's side, Iowa State and Drake, just felt like, hey, it's not really worth it to, to hang around for the extra day or two and let the storm come in and disrupt everything we're doing. So that's why those games were canceled. I got you. Good move there. Uh, understandable. And uh, and you're right. You want to get that break in. You don't want to, you know, you want the student athletes to have that break and get home, you know, even though it's for a short time. But gosh, you don't want to jeopardize that. Well, no, no question. Especially when you think about, um, guys reporting or, or gals reporting in the summer, you know, and 
we talk about the season that's starting in November, but really for them, it starts in, you know, July and August and, you know, we're, we're two thirds of the way through it, you know, and, and they really do need a break, you know, <laughs> especially mentally. And, and I think for those guys, it was really, really good to get away for a few days and, uh, now they come back, batteries refreshed and ready to go. And so I think it'll be really good for these guys. John Walters, our guest, play-by-play voice for the Iowa State Cyclones. Baylor and Iowa State tomorrow, 1 p.m. tip-off from Hilton Coliseum. Uh, and, John, as you look at the Big 12 overall, uh, some really pretty gaudy records, you know, by a lot of schools in the Big 12, some impressive wins, like your wins over Villanova and North Carolina we spoke about. Uh, what, what do you think or what do you see what stands out from the Big 12 through the non-conference portion? You know, it's kind of the, the same thing, John, as what we've talked about in years past, just that there isn't a bottom to the league. Mm-hmm. You know, just when you thought going into the season, well, you know, Kansas State, you know, Coach Tang in his first year, that it might take a little while for them to get anything going. No, they're really good. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and they've, had, they've had some great wins. And, uh, and, and West Virginia, no, no, they're really good. And they're mm-hmm. ranked. And, you know, all these teams that you thought, well, maybe there's a question mark here or there. No, uh, they're all good. They're all uh, very tough to beat. I mean, in the Big 12 right now, I think the lowest Ken Palm rating is for TCU, and we know how good they are. Right. They're really good. And, right. and so um, there just isn't that game that you can say, oh, okay, we got to take a little break here. We can, we can exhale because we've got this game coming up. It just simply does not exist in the Big 12 conference, and it could be as tough mentally as it could be physically. And I think that's why these teams were so well battle-tested going into the NCAA tournament last year. And I think that'll be the case again this year. And hopefully, you know, seven, eight, nine Big 12 teams can make it. Uh, we didn't have to all play each other. I, I think there'd be a chance that all 10 of us could, <laughs> that's right. could, could uh, get in there. But, uh, you know, obviously somebody has to win and lose. But, uh, man, it's going to be a grind. And, and you got to be mentally sharp to get through it. Yeah, I, I... I don't know where he got this, but Coach Drew is is uh, touting the story that he read recently that uh, had all ten Big Twelve schools in the NCAA tournament. I, I don't know if that's logistically or statistically possible, but he loves telling that story. <laughs> well, you know what? If we all go nine and nine <laughs> right. in, in the conference, if we can if we, we can arrange that to all go nine and nine, and then uh, all go somehow win one game at the yeah. Big Twelve tournament. Maybe it, maybe it can happen. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's you know somebody's going to end up losing a few games, and it doesn't mean they're going to be a bad basketball team. And uh, this this is going to be a, a crazy race. And I think the Big Twelve richly deserves its billing as the top conference in college basketball. I agree with that completely. And uh, that test uh, begins on Saturday for all of us. Hey, uh, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. It, it seems strange to me when I watch UT and I see Tyrese Hunter in, a, in burnt orange. Uh, if it seems strange to me, I'm sure it does to you. Um, but it's kind of the way of the world these days. I mean, guys who are very impactful at one school, you know, could be on a, a, a another school the next year's roster and maybe even in conference. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, it's just something we have to get used to, especially guys like you and I, John, that are a little bit older. Hmm. <laughs> that, that, you know, for years didn't see that kind of stuff happening very often, but now it's just kind of the way of the world. And, you know, I, I, in a way, I, I don't think it's all that bad. I, I think it's good for the individual to find a landing place that they feel comfortable in. 
certainly the transfer portal, although you hate to lose a guy like Tyrese Hunter for Iowa State, they, they've, they've gained more than they've lost from the transfer portal. When you think about a kid like Isaiah Brockington coming in last year or you know, Jaron uh, Holmes coming in this year, Oshun Oshuni. I mean, there's some good players that Iowa State has benefited from coming in. And so uh, it is a little strange, especially when it happens within the conference, but I'm almost getting completely used to that now. And, um, you know, uh, the important thing is for, for young people um, that they find their comfort zone and that they, they find a place where they can really thrive and succeed and you always hope that that's at your school, but it doesn't always work out that way. And so, um, you know, you hope that you can benefit from it as much as you uh, or more than you get hurt by it. And I think uh, certainly in Iowa State's case, and I would say in Baylor's case, too, that uh, that that's been the case. Yeah, uh, you're right. And we just have to get used to it because it is the way of the world these days. It is. And I don't I don't see that changing anytime soon. No. Um you know, the NIL thing is is another layer to it um, that is certainly going to affect things. And again, I, I, I'll come back to, hey, if, uh, if I'm 18 or 19 years old and I've, I've had a really tough uh, childhood and, you know, my family doesn't have a lot of money and there's no guarantee that I'm going to play in the NBA, you know, if somebody's offering me some money, it's going to be pretty hard to say no to it and even get that side of it, you know, and you want these, you want these kids to have a really good life. And if in some way uh, all these moves end up helping them have a really good life, then that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. That is very good. And, uh, hey, we appreciate your time today. Thanks very much. We will see you on Saturday for the Bears and the Cyclones. Look forward to catching up there. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, John. See you tomorrow. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. That is John Walters, uh, the voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. Baylor and Iowa State comes up tomorrow. Our broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas will begin at 1230 with the countdown to tip off. It's a 1 p.m. tip off tomorrow for Baylor and Iowa State. Part of the opening day in uh, Big 12 Conference League games coming up tomorrow. Television tomorrow will be on ESPNU. I think, Aaron, I think King is doing that game. I'm not sure who he's working with, but uh, King McClure will be doing color on that TV broadcast tomorrow. He does a great job on those. King is good. I, I like when he does the game. King's a good guy. All right, thanks to John. We appreciate him. He's a really good guy also and always enjoy the opportunity to visit. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Final segment, wrap things up, look ahead, wrap up 2022. Is that possible when we come back? John Morris Show will continue right after this.